listening to Life in Limbo, a podcast about building a life you love on the foundation of what's most important to you. I'm your host, Stephanie Pellet, and each week I'll be chatting with an interesting person or sharing my own reflections on how we can stay connected to our personal values, measure what matters most to us, listen to our own voices, and build a life we love. Today on the podcast, I'm talking about the strategies I'm using to form a new habit. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Life in Limbo podcast. I am so excited to be here and chatting with you today. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since my last episode, and I will talk a bit about that in this episode. But the fact is that I have decided to make the podcast every two weeks while it's in season instead of every week. The pace was just proving to be too much, and a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today is going to shed a little bit more light on that decision and sort of all the ways that I make decisions in my life. Um, But I was realizing that I didn't always have something to say every week, especially with the new habit I've been forming. Um, So as a result of that, and because this podcast serves a very specific purpose in my life, if you want to hear more about the purpose of the podcast for me, you can go back all the way to episode number one and listen to the reasons that I started it in the first place and what I'm hoping it will help me cultivate for myself. Um, But yeah, so from now on, it will be every two weeks. I'm really excited to bring you, continue to bring you conversations and thoughts and ideas and perspectives, um, but it will just be in a slightly slower pace. Um, And today on the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about this new baby habit that I have um, that is forming over the past couple of weeks. Uh, why I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, how I'm creating the habit for myself, and um, sort of how that's impacting other parts of my life and my business and uh, my relationships. And I'm excited to sort of dive into it. I don't have a super clear plan of what I'm going to talk about today, um, but I have a lot of thoughts. So (laughs) we're going to see. Basically, the habit I'm talking about is this new habit that I'm trying to cultivate of writing every single workday, weekday. (laughs) Workday, weekday, whatever. Um, Or I should say blogging every weekday. So from Monday to Thursday, I'm challenging myself to write an observational post. And then on Fridays, I'm going to be sharing my standard link roundup post that I always have shared on Fridays for the last couple of years. Um, So this is a change. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably know that daily writing uh, or having a daily blog has been something that I have wanted to and have a to do for a very long time. Uh, some of my favorite thought leaders are daily bloggers. Seth Godin is one. Austin Cleon is one. Um, Elise Kripe, she doesn't do it anymore, but for many, many years, I think like 10 years, she was a daily blogger. Um, and I had such tremendous respect for that and for her. But there have been so many people, and they talk so much about the benefits of that kind of practice, what it brings them um, in both the writing, uh, but also the sharing of it publicly, and then lastly, the observational nature um, that re- that you are required to have when you have a practice like that. When you are writing every single day, it means that you really need to pay attention to your life. You really need to be noticing things documenting things, letting ideas percolate. And that's what I wanted to create more of for myself. And I was having a conversation a few weeks ago um, and 
was sort of articulating all of these thoughts about sort of why I would see a daily writing practice as helpful for me in my business um, because it helps me to create connections and develop new ideas, really integrate the ideas. I read so much as we've talked about. And so how do I actually apply what I'm reading? How do I sort of let it sink in <laughs> to my brain so that I can use it later? And a big part of that is writing. One of my favorite quotes um, is the quote, write to think, like write in order to think, not think first and then write down what you're thinking, but that writing is an integral part of the process of how I figure out what I am thinking. So with all of that in mind, and I was having this conversation and I'm realizing, you know what, this is something that is important, that has a sort of broader impact, or I can see how it would have a broader impact on my life, how it would help me sort of wake up to my life a little bit more. Um, and ironically is a lot of the reason why I started the podcast in the first place, right? I wanted to be giving myself a medium, an outlet to think about things, <laughs> consider ideas, consider uh, thought processes, figure out how I feel about things and sort of share that as I go, share that in a case it might be helpful for somebody else to have the perspective that I'm learning. But the thing is with a podcast, it's, you know, well, at the time I was doing it every week in the seasons that I was doing it, but it's much more work um, to record a podcast and edit it and put it up and do all the things. Um, whereas writing a blog post really can be more like a brain dump. I mean, I do edit them to some extent, but um, I can really just sit down, collect my thoughts and start writing. So it's a lower impact way to achieve many of the same goals. And that explains a lot of why the podcast is going to be spaced out a little bit more. It's because with the same aims, they both have the same aims, the daily writing and the, the podcasting have the same goals. Um, but one of them is actually a more nimble way to achieve those goals. It's a way that I can actually do on a very consistent basis. There's no way that I would ever be able to podcast daily. You know what I mean? But I could write daily or I can potentially write daily. I can try to form that habit. Um, and I wanted to say at this sort of point that a lot of the decision-making process around creating this habit was thinking through those whys. You know, I'm talking about what was my why? What's my why for the podcast? What's my why for this daily blogging practice? Um, being, being really clear about what those are and getting really specific about why I would be doing either of those activities. Why are they something that take up bandwidth in my life? What am I thinking I'm going to get out of them? I'm a questioner, if anyone knows about the Gretchen Rubin Four Tendencies Framework. And so in order for me to even be able to take action on something, I really need to understand the strong why behind it. So a big part of motivating myself to even tackle a challenge like daily blogging is the idea that I needed to know why I was doing it. I needed to be really clear on that and have no doubts in my mind that it was something that would be beneficial to me, to my business, to my clients, to my relationships, to everything in my life. Um, and the clearer I could get on it, the easier it was going to be to motivate myself to do it. Um, if you are an obliger or a rebel, you will probably need different strategies in that framework to motivate yourself to do certain things. But as a questioner, I know myself, I know what I need and what I needed for making daily blogging a habit. One, well, one aspect of what I needed was I needed to understand really clearly what the reasons were, what the benefits were going to be for me. And then based on knowing that, I 
was needed to let my why be the thing that was driving the bus. Like if my why is to integrate my thoughts, process things, and really like hone the tools, the cognitive tools that I need to do well in my job and my life, then how best can I achieve that why? How best can I achieve those aims? And I decided that um, the weekday blogging is a good start. Maybe one day I will do it seven days a week and I will share a a thought every single day. Um, But for now, it felt like a much easier way in to say, listen, if your why is to integrate things more often, this will be four times a week more than you have been doing before. This is like much more frequently than you have been doing before. Um, so that's good. That's meeting your why. That's that's meeting your reasons for doing this. Um, that also impacted the podcast, right? If my why for the podcast is very similar, but I'm going to be adding in four posts a week of blogging, um, then I may not need to podcast as regularly, or I can sort of maybe expand on one of my blog posts in a podcast episode, um, because it's a format that lends itself well to sort of more explanation and more depth. And maybe that's how I should tackle that instead. So when I'm letting my why decide, It means that I'm starting from the reasons and really figuring out if the activities that I'm doing as a result of that why are the best way to achieve my aims. Um, In Digital Minimalism, a book that I read recently, he was talking about this in a slightly different context. He was talking about um, the various digital tools that we have at our disposal, like the social media platforms that we could use. And so what he encourages you to do in the digital minimalism approach is to start from your values or your why, um, figure out what it is that you really want to do with these tools. Like, what are you really trying to achieve? If it's a stronger relationship with your best friend, for instance, that's your why or your closest friends, let's say. Um, Then you look at each of the tools and you ask, is this the best way to meet my value? Is this the the best way, not is there any benefit sort of towards my why? Like, you know, could I stay in touch a little bit with all of my friends? Yes, probably. But is it the best way to deepen my connections with my friends? And usually the answer is going to be no, or it's going to become apparent that you're going to need a very specific kind of practice or habit for engaging with these platforms in a way that actually does support those values. Um, That book is amazing and I could go on and on about it, but I just wanted to sort of apply the same framework here. Like let's say my why here is to, like I've said many times in this episode already, integrate my thoughts, figure out what I feel about things. Um, If that's my why, then I need to look at each of the activities I'm doing and ask, is this the best way to work towards that value? Is this the best way to sort of engage with that why? And um, and then be kind of brutal about it. <laughs> that's, like, that's uh, you know, that's my Aries nature coming through. But um, if, if my why is to process my thoughts, then yeah, the daily blog is much, much more helpful for that than the podcast um, because it can happen more regularly. That doesn't mean that the podcast doesn't serve any purpose, but it's no longer the best way to meet that aim. And so that allows me to make decisions. And I think that this kind of framework and that kind of question can be helpful in so many different types of 
areas of our lives, um, figuring out what is your reason first, and then figuring out what activities will actually best support that reason, um, I think is just such a clarifying practice. It's one that really has helped me hone in on certain things. I would say especially because... Um, you know, this podcast is something that I do for me and for fun and uh, for the passion of it. And that hasn't changed. But what has changed is my sort of reasoning behind why I'm doing it, what's it for, and who is it for. Um, And that allows me to stay nimble. It allows me to change and pivot and sort of tweak things as I go because I'm making the rules. And not everything is like that in our lives, but um, quite a few things are that we can realize at a certain point um, what is no longer serving our mission and sort of let it fade away or let it shift. Um, The same is true for friendships. The same is true for uh, romantic relationships, jobs, uh, hobbies, etc. They're not always going to stay static and exactly the same. Um, It's a process of continually reevaluating what are your underlying values and do all of these activities or people match those values? Um, Which sounds like an exhausting process, and it kind of is, but it also is uh, one that creates so much freedom. Um, If I had been rigid with myself and said, no, you have to add this, but you also still have to podcast every single week, and um, if you don't, then you're failing, or if you don't, then you're letting people down, um, I would be burnt out very soon. I would be stressed and feeling uh, low and feeling like I was forcing myself to do something and suddenly the joy is gone. Um, But when I start from the values-based place, I'm able to make decisions that feel a lot more joyful. Um, So that's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it that I feel is worth sharing is um, that I really thought about the format and the boundaries that I needed to make this habit into something that was going to stick. I had to give myself rules so that I knew whether or not I was being quote unquote successful in my goal. My goal here is to blog four times a week, but you would be amazed how stuck I got for many, many years um, with this type of practice because I didn't give myself clear boundaries, rules, and guidelines for what a successful blog post looks like. That sounds stupid, but um, it's not. (laughs) It's just real. Um, I talked a little bit about this in last week's episode or the other week's episode, two weeks ago, not last week. Um, But I had to decide for myself that a successful blog post is one that has a photo, has a title, and it's a few hundred words. The length is not super important. I was trying to give myself permission to make it short if it needs to be, Um, but it's just about one observation, one thought, uh, one sort of feeling that I have. Um, And that the important thing is that one goes up every day, or every day during the Monday to Thursday kind of span. So With that in mind, um, I was able to execute on it much more easily. Like having those rules and guidelines in place of what a successful win would look like in this department made it so that I could fill in the blanks really easily. And this is something I see with my clients all the time. Like um, it can be really, it can feel really stupid to have to define what a blog post is for you um, or what a newsletter is for you. But having a template or having a structure is really, really I think for me, 80% of the battle, once I've decided on the structure, once I know what is required of me um, to complete this particular task, it means I can fill in those blanks and I can sort of um, do what I need to do to make it happen. 
rather than questioning at every turn, does this count? Does this count? Is this a thing that is allowed in this type of framework? Um, so defining my rules up front was a big part of how I have stuck to this um, in the couple weeks that I've been doing it. It's still a baby habit. So like, let's just say um, that this could change again, right? I could, I could realize that my why could be served in a different or a better way. And then it could change again. And I'm not going to beat myself up if that happens. Um, but for now, it's sticking. And a big part of why it's sticking is because I'm not too precious about it. Like the number one thing um, that I'm trying to keep in mind is not breaking the chain. That's a, I think, Jerry Seinfeld quote. He had this big calendar and he would put an X on it every single day that he wrote comedy. And his only goal was to not break the chain. And I got to tell you, there have been days where I sit down on my computer and I pull up a fresh blog post and I sit down to write and I'm like, you know, immediately hearing those voices in my head that tell me that I have nothing to say. I have so much resistance. Oh, I'll come back to it later. Maybe uh, later today will be a better time or um, I don't have time to do this right now. So, you know, I, I can't think about this, blah, blah, blah. And the more that I'm able to just be like, listen, you just have to do it. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be something you're super, super proud of. You know, not every single one that I've posted has been one that I would like excitedly share with other people, um, even though it's publicly posted on a blog, I wouldn't like be bragging about it. But I also feel like it kind of takes the pressure off, you know, to just say it doesn't really matter what it says. It just has to say something. You just need to not break the chain. You need to have a continual uh, set of X's on your uh, calendar. So uh, that also has helped me. Um, Another thing that really helped me was putting it in the morning. So I'm trying to link up um, my daily writing to my existing morning routine. I wrote about that this week on the blog, <laughs> um, talking about the strategy of pairing, which is a Gretchen Rubin idea that we um, match two activities together, one that's really established and one that is maybe like a burgeoning identity, something that you're trying to establish. Um, so in this case, I have a pretty strong morning routine where I have my phone on airplane mode until I'm finished it. I do um, a little bit of writing. I do, uh, and by writing, I mean um, recording. Like I, I document the previous day and sort of write down what I did. Um, I meditate. Sometimes I pull a few tarot cards or intuition cards. And so that has been a pretty steady routine every single morning. And so I decided, why not just put the blogging in with that? And at first, I had a lot of resistance to that because I thought, oh, it's going to take forever. Um, turns out it actually doesn't take that long. Like once I don't have any distractions and I'm just moving into it really quickly after I do my meditation. Um, so that actually hasn't been a big problem. But also, like, I make my own schedule, so I'm lucky in that way. Um, but if I didn't, I could just wake up a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah, so I just folded it in. And I think the folding it in was really crucial because now I know exactly when it's supposed to happen during the day. It happens in the morning. And so that is just a clear thing. I, I don't have to think about it or question it. I don't have to figure out when to make time for it. Um, I know I have the energy to do it and I have the focus and my mind is usually really clear because I haven't looked at my phone or Instagram or any of those things. Um, and so it just fits in really nicely. 
And I think finding a specific time, like it's sort of like how in your house you want everything to have a place, um, you know, so that you know where things go. And I think having a place for the habits that you want to create is also really helpful, like just knowing where things go in your day. Um, what does that practice look like? Do you have to be at a particular desk or does it matter? Is it a time of day? Is it like right after you eat? Like what is the structure and how does it fit into it? Um, and then another way that I held myself accountable to this goal um, was that I created a recurring task in the task management software that I use. So I use an, a program called Asana. It's a free project management tool. I use it for all of my tasks, whether that's um, for my business or my personal life. And so I just created a daily re recurring task that recurs Monday through Thursday, not on Fridays, and then um, starts again on the following Monday. And I think having that reminder did two things. One, it means I wouldn't forget. And two, it means that I acknowledge to myself that it is important because I'm putting it on the list of tasks. I have all kinds of other tasks on there, things that I would consider like really integral to my business keeping its wheels on, you know? And so listing it in the day alongside all of the other tasks that are also super important acknowledges to myself that this is something that I believe in, this is something I value, and it's something I wanna make time for. Usually, by the time I even look at my task management software, I've already done the writing, right? Because it's during my morning routine. I haven't like opened up my um, task board for the day while I'm writing it. Um, but it just sort of is like an affirmation more than anything is if I did happen to forget in the morning or I didn't have time in a morning particularly that I could revisit it and, um, and not forget and remember why it's important in the first place. So there are a lot more things that I could say about creating a habit. Um, I would highly recommend reading Gretchen Rubin's book on this better than before, which is all about strategies for creating habits and changing habits. Um, but there are so many that she talks about that have been so helpful to me. I also think like the strategy of identity is one that can be so helpful to like call upon. Um, so the fact that I'm talking about it on the podcast, the fact that I've talked about it with my friends, um, that it's something that I'm starting to make a part of my identity. I'm saying I am the kind of person who has a daily writing practice um, without fussing about what that means or what it needs to lead to necessarily, but just that this is something that I believe in that I want to do. Um, I don't know what it's going to lead to. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, uh, no, I do know why I'm doing it. I, I don't know if it's going to amount to anything, but I know that it's amounting to something already just in terms of um, how I feel when I move through the world and what I'm paying attention to, what I'm noticing and how I'm processing what's going on in my life. Um, so I think it's just helpful to, when you are creating a new identity for yourself, um, when you're starting a new habit, to practice what it's like to own that identity because that will in turn strengthen the habit itself. It's like both things strengthen each other. The habit strengthens the identity and the identity strengthens the habit. Um, and I think that that can be something that really propels you forward on the days where you're not feeling up to it or you're not feeling um, excited about it. Uh, you can lean on that new 
sort of fledgling identity that you have of being somebody who writes daily. And, and that can be something that feels really good in your heart, you know, that you can own that and say, I'm the kind of person who does this. And that, that could feel amazing um, and, and help move you forward. So those are some thoughts that I have. I would love to hear from you. Are there ways that you have created new habits in your life recently? Um, if so, what are they? If so, how have they helped you? How have they sort of deepened or, uh, enriched, enriched, enriched your life? Um, I would love to hear. I am always super curious about the kinds of habits that people, uh, partake in and what that gives to them. Um, because I think it's such a way to be intentional about our lives and the things that we care about. Um, so I'd love to hear, like, what are your habits and, and what do you think? And um, how have you strengthened those baby identities? <laughs> what what has sort of held you to that um, on the days where it's been hard? Because it has been hard. Um, there are days that I definitely don't want to do it. And uh, I do think that having the structure of knowing that it's Monday through Thursday specifically has been helpful rather than saying four times a week. Um, because... When I say four times a week, it's like every day I have to ask, is today one of those four times? <laughs> like, or maybe tomorrow is one of those four times. I don't know. Maybe, you know, like four times a week is not as specific as like, it's Monday, I need to write the thing. It's Tuesday, I need to write a thing. Um, so I think eliminating some of those decision points is also something that has been helpful. I meant to say that earlier. But yeah, if you have ideas, if you have thoughts on how to create um, a new habit that strengthens a particular form of identity or creative practice in your life or any kind of habit really would love to hear and would love to hear what strategies you have used to help integrate them for yourself. Um, thank you so much for listening and thank you for being on this little journey as I, um, tweak the podcast and figure out what my creative outlet is going to look like from now on. I just really appreciate you being here and listening and your thoughtfulness, um, in the comments that you send and the responses that I get on Instagram. I just think you're the best and you're so cool. And I, um, am really honored that you are taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. So never take that. For, I never take that for granted. And, um, yeah, happy to know you. So uh, until next time, I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Life in Limbo podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or reach out and let me know at Steph Pellet on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. As always, you can find show notes for this and all episodes at lifeinlimbo.org slash podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.